he's going way too fast. Oh he's my like, I'm a con, I'm a con, I'm a con, man. I was like, why are you on fast forward, Sammy? Oh Bring it back God. a little bit, slow it down, baby, slow it down. Welcome to Grapples and Apples, a podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to remote video conference calling, because that's what we're doing here today. I'm here, but someone's not next to me, but still on the show. Where are you at? Currently sitting in my bed, laying sort of next to my monkey, shirtless, (laughs) shades still on, glass of wine in hand. You're listening to us on SoundCloud.com. Search Grapples to Apples. Grapples at number two. Two. Apples. If you don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Play Music or an Apple Podcast, wherever you listen, as long as you're listening. In the midst of all of this chaos that this world brings us, we promise you we would still bring you our podcast. We promise you we still give you the graps, the apps, the shades, the, the thrills, and everything in between. And we're keeping that promise, even if we got to do it remotely. I'm here in the crib, Shades is not, but it don't matter, we're still here. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because baby, that's who I is, joined by the very far away, <laughs> but still very sensual, very toy. Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself, your boy, Shades. Well, Shades, we got a ton to talk about. Mostly the reactions and responses of the wrestling world to this horrific thing that's going on, COVID-19. But before we do that, Shades, I need you to do me a favor, bro. I know you're, I know you're not here right now. I need you to do me a favor. I'll, I'll try my best. Ring that bell. Alright, so, as mentioned and alluded to prior, COVID-19 is taking down the wrestling world worse than... The world. The world. The whole world. The whole world. But it includes the wrestling world. Taking them down quicker than any Vince Russo booking could. WrestleCon has officially canceled... Earthang, including TNA's There's No Place Like Home event. Ring of Honor has canceled all of their live shows through May 31st. Um, it's just, things are, are, everything is canceled, nothing exists, it's all gone. Uh, in non-COVID-19 news, Chris Bay made his Impact debut on this week's taping of Impact, and, well, boy can go. Uh, according to, to some notes from Mr. Shadez over there, says he's a combination of Rich Swan and Cedric Alexander. You you wanna you wanna give a little bit more insight on your on on your thoughts here? Yes. So again, with everything shutting down and a lot of free time on my hand, I <laughs> popped into some Impact Wrestling, and um, they were. Uh, advertising Chris Bay was going to wrestle. Now I don't rem- I don't know who he was wrestling against. I don't remember the guy's name exactly, but uh, he's agile as all heck. Mm-hmm. Um, athletic. He's got like this 
personality, this this swagger about him. Charisma. He's got and charisma. He has charisma. He has charisma, and I'm you're like you know what? In Impact, obviously, I'm like that's a future X Division champion for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm like I don't think there's a, a real cap for this guy's uh, ceiling. You know, I think I think he can go as far as he allows himself to go. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, Rich Swan. You know, Rich Swan had when when he was uh, cruiserweight champion, he had that like that swagger to him, that yeah. bounce, and yeah, yeah. Like, people liked him. And then Cedric Alexander was quicker than a hiccup, right? Devastating moves, but still, you know, that muscular guy. But <sighs> boy, could fly. Mm. So uh, watching that match, I was like, you know what? This is. If if you if you take a little bit of A, a little bit of B, and you put it into C, you got yourself a heck of a wrestler, and that, in my opinion, is Chris Bay right now. Well, and, it's, and I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that AEW didn't try to scoop a guy like this up. I mean, I didn't hear of him before, but I like to to catch new wrestlers, and I'm I'm definitely happy I got to to catch his match. Well, they did. It's I was I was about to say. It stands to reason then that Chris Bay was a highly sought after talent. You know, AEW tried getting him. From what I understand, pretty much everyone except for WWE tried to scoop him up. He just he decided to land with Impact. Oh really? Yeah. I, uh, see, I I didn't know that. I thought like AEW dropped the ball or something on him because uh, not, every, not everyone like, like everyone this. made a play on this kid. I mean, they, they, he's very impressive and a good job by, by Impact being able to sign a guy like that, mm-hmm. especially because <clears throat> they're trying to rebuild stars. They're trying to build stars. Right now they have an old RVD doing his old man with his young girlfriend and type yeah. thing. And I'm just like, I don't find this entertaining. <clears throat> There's only so you know? much that you can milk RVD and his two girlfriends and, you know... Ken Shamrock and his his you know his reemergence in the wrestling ring. You know, there's only so much that you can do with these guys. I mean, don't get me wrong. Impact has a pretty decent foundation with Tessa and Sammy. Um, they just lost Brian Cage, but um, you know they still have a decent foundation. They just like you said, they need to start you know rebuilding again and, and stacking up, and maybe Chris Bay is the the start to that foundation. You know. Yeah, I mean, this has definitely cooled off since winning the Impact oh, Championship and sure. amidst the whole um, uh, bullying thing. Right. So, I, I mean, listen, keep building your stars. Uh, they, they built Eli Drake when he was in uh, Impact. And Very true. Went, uh, Very true. To the, <laughs> uh, he did. Well, he's in NWA now. Yeah. Um, they can build stars. What they need to do is they need to stop signing old uh, WWE guys, like when they, they signed uh, Damian Sandow and stuff like that. Like, build your, your 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 stars. You guys are good at building stars. The only thing is, you gotta keep them. Yeah. You gotta give them a reason to stay. And then they have guys like Moose, and then Moose gets over, but then they just like, it seems like Impact's issue is they'll build a guy or a gal, whatever, and then the, when they, they, they reach like a plateau, and it's like Impact doesn't know what to do with them after that. I mean, they build up Tessa to the moon, 
and now that she's the champ, kind of feels flat. They built up, you know... Uh, say again? Tess is, a, Tess is a different story. Sure, Tess sure, is- sure. Tess is kind of an anomaly, but it seems to be the general state for them. You know, they, they get their, their, their superstar, their wrestler, whatever. They get built, and then they kind of just plateau. And, you know, I feel like they just... They don't know how to take that wrestler to the next level. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, last bit of news. <laughs> I mean, not really. But the last bit of news we got here is uh, Ken Shamrock. As he's announcing that he's going to be inducted into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. <clears throat> uh, gets a fireball thrown in his face. By Sammy Callahan. So it looks like that's his next feud. Uh, <laughs> I like I like uh, your little um, observation here, Shades, well, about my Sammy. Guess, my little side note. Yeah. Yes. You, would you like to tell the listeners? No, I thought it, it's your observation. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, you're doing the news. I mean, for any video game heads out there, I know we have a lot of um, of our friends who listen. There's a game out there that, that's called uh, Watch Dogs. They wear a mask. You're a hacker. And I was like, oh, Sammy Callahan looks like a watchdog reject. <laughs> the new Watch Dogs looks pretty good, but then again, so did the first two. And yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, so, all right, so that, that pretty much covers the basis. For our non WWE news, Shades, talk to him about what's going on in WWE, man. So, not a lot, and then a lot going on in WWE. <laughs> that seems to be uh, the general start... state of the world right now. Not a lot, but yeah. a lot. Let's start off with uh, rumor mill stuff. Um, this is not confirmed by uh, any party, but. The dirt sheets are saying that Alberto Del Rio is close to re-signing for a third time with the WWE. Why would they do this? I don't know. Uh, they have great Mexican wrestlers already with um, uh, Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo and Andrade. Build those guys up. You don't need Del Rio. Um, yeah. Don't don't sign Del Rio. Bro, I, I, and Paige have history. If if Paige is coming back to wrestle, uh, even if she's don't, not, don't complicate things. bro. Even if she's not, why would you bring this guy back? So I'm, uh, Tim. This is a whole big fat no. Thank you to me, because like you said, they already have such great Latino talent, Mexican talent. If you want to get specific, regional specific. And then the history that he has with Paige and what he said about Triple H and the media in the past. Why would you bring this poison into your locker room? Like, I don't get it. And it's not like he's money, because he was never money. No. He never got over with the fans. He was, like, he's a multiple-time champion, but it never meant anything. It never, like, he doesn't, he doesn't connect with the WWE audience. He's not going to bring you bucks. He's not going to sell you merch. He's not going to put fans in the seats. Why bother? They tried doing the whole um, Mexican aristocrat thing. With, yep. uh, uh Essentially, he was um, uh, a Latino uh, JBL. Yeah, that's exactly work. what I thought of, too. And it, it didn't work. And then they're like, oh, maybe we can make him a baby face. <clears throat> Excuse me. And turn him into the next Eddie Guerrero. And Fail. He just didn't have the charisma for it. So, 
again, why bring him back? I don't know. I don't get there's, it. There's no, there's no point. Um, if they do it, it's going to be a mistake. It's just going to lead to more nonsense between him and the WWE. And I mean, what's and, interesting and, to me is that most of this rumor is generated by Del Rio himself. So it's like, yes. how much of this do we really believe? Because he's the one coming out here, going on on Twitter. It was like, oh, you know, bridges are being rebuilt and blah, blah, blah. And, like, we know WWE, their stance is always, you know, never say never. And, like, yeah. if, if it makes money, like, they'll do it. But... They need to make money. Exactly. To me, there's no incentive to, to rebuild this bridge. Like, if... If you haven't mended things with CM Punk, who is guaranteed money, why would you go to Del Rio, who is a guaranteed mess? Oh, that's because CM Punk hasn't mended things with WWE. Fair. WWE would be more than willing to, like, hey, Punk, here's a blank check. Put the amount that you want, you'll have it. Del Rio's a different story. Del Rio's I mean, a different story from everyone. Del Rio tried suing the WWE? I mean, I, I don't I don't. I don't know. Dorio's a mess. He's a, this guy's a clown. Clown shoes. Clown shoes. So I wanted to segue into the last bit of news, but I have to start with the the moving of WrestleMania. WrestleMania is not canceled, although it will not be held in the. Tampa Bay Buccaneers Stadium anymore. I don't remember the actual name of the stadium. The takeover and the Hall of Fame ceremony have not been canceled, but have been postponed to a later date. It's called the Raymond James Stadium, by the way. Raymond James Stadium. Yeah. Okay. Home of Tom Brady. Aren't you happy he's out of the AFC? Huh? Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Get go, go away. Go far away. Leave me alone. So, <laughs> WrestleMania not only will be held at the Performance Center, mm-hmm. but it will be two nights. A, as they like to put it, a very historic two-night event. Hosted by Tom Brady's former teammate, actually. I said with that you had there. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Rob... Gronkowski, the newly signed Rob Gronkowski, best friends to Mojo Raleigh, hosting Saturday, um, what was it, Saturday, April 4th, and then Sunday, April 5th. Both shows will be starting at 7 p.m., and there have been talks of having the them stream from different locations, isolated locations, but different locations uh, regardless this has caused the IWC to stir up a little bit. There's about seven matches confirmed for WrestleMania right now. Why not just cram it all into one night? Why prolong this? Cram it in your cram hole, Because there was a thousand matches. There is enough to do a four or five hour show max. Make it on Sunday call it a day there's no reason for them to do something on saturday unless they're going to um, incorporate takeovers matches into wrestlemania but <clears throat> the the fact that they're making such a big deal out of rhea ripley defending 
the NXT Women's Championship at WrestleMania is the first time the NXT Championship is ever going to be defended on a main roster pay-per-view. Is that true? No. It's going to be the first time the Women's Championship is going to be defended on the main roster at at um at um a pay-per-view. So the first night you're going to have Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, and AJ Undertaker. Now confirmed for the second night is going to be Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler, Bill Goldberg, Roman Reigns, John Cena, and The Fiend Bray Wyatt. And now they have added three more matches. I'm looking on Wikipedia. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, Bailey. Whoa. Okay, so there's going to be a, a six-pack challenge elimination Ugh. match for the, the SmackDown Women's Championship, apparently. this was Yeah, this was the rumor for the last few weeks, but I was hoping that they would change their mind, but I guess not. So we have Bailey versus Sasha Banks versus Dana Brooke versus Lacey Evans versus Naomi versus Tamina. Why Tamina? What is... What? Tamina? Tamina. Tamina. And uh, as stated on SmackDown earlier tonight, the winner of the New Day Uso tag team match next week faces the Miz and Morrison at WrestleMania for the Raw Smack... For the, excuse me, for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. So, right now we have nine, nine matches. Uh, Will and... Will and I spoke about this over the phone earlier today. Instead of having one long, drawn-out pay-per-view, six or seven hours, you're, you were saying that they should have three-hour pay-per-view, three-hour pay-per-view, and then go home. I mean, I think that's that makes the most sense, especially with what's going on right now. I mean, I think doing the two-night show is a result of logistics. I think... You know, you can only have X amount of people in a certain place at a time. So I think that's the whole point because you're going to you're gonna max that cap on wrestlers alone. So if you do half of them on one night and half of them in the other, that's how you can get all your all your matches and all your wrestlers. You split them up. And then, um, and then I think that way we also can, as fans, have a... Easily, a more easily digestible two three hour shows instead of one eight hour show or one seven hour show. Cause, I mean, look, we were there last year. It's exhausting. Yeah. Last year, by the time we got to the main event, there was at least one person asleep in every row. It was just, it's exhausting. Yeah, it is, and um, something that you uh, spoke about earlier again, earlier in the day, not earlier on the podcast, was a lot of these wrestlers that who, who don't get a lot of TV time yeah. look forward to that WrestleMania check because it's a, it's a big check. Yeah, so there's reports that a lot of wrestlers backstage are unhappy about, you know, what they're doing, and it's because of that exact reason. There's a lot of mm-hmm. lower-card and mid-card wrestlers who... They are only going to get that paycheck, that WrestleMania paycheck, by doing the Battle Royals. Yeah. And with those two Battle Royals out of the picture, 
you've now eliminated that paycheck for Ginger Mahal, for um, I would have said Tamina, but Tamina's apparently going to be in this match now. Um, for Rowan, for you know Cedric Alexander, for you know all these guys who are going to do nothing would have had something to do, at least monetarily, when they walk out of the building. Now, they're just going to miss out on that. Yeah. I mean, right now, all the titles are on the line, except the uh, women's tag titles, which eventually that's going to be on the line. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are going to face Asuka and Kyrie Sane. Right. You're gonna, we're going to get... Um, well, the, oh, ske- the, the rumored match is... Uh, Kabuki Warriors versus Bliss and Cross versus um, the Divas of Doom, which is Natalia and, and, Beth and Beth Phoenix. And then I think there's one other tag team, but I don't remember, though. The Iconics? No. <laughs> Iconics? They haven't been on TV in like a year. Uh, another thing is, um, they spoke about earlier tonight on SmackDown, was if uh, Drew Gulak can beat uh, Shinsuke... DB faces uh, the Generico. At, um, <laughs> oh, I wish he was still Generico. Poor, poor Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn. I kept saying Sammy Callahan. I was like, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Sammy. Yeah. So if if Drew Gulak beats Shinsuke, Daniel Bryan gets to face Sammy Zayn at WrestleMania, and then we need a U.S. title match. And then a, a, raw, um, a raw tag team title match. Well, the uh, U.S. title match is easy. It's going to be, you know, um, Andrade versus insert Latino wrestler here. Yeah. Probably Del Rio. <laughs> you got to love the irony that the U.S. title is in the middle of this all-out Mexican feud. Yeah. Typical. They should just change it to the North American Championship. And put the U.S. title on NXT. <laughs> so, again, uh, the last bit of news was the Hall of Fame and TakeOver. There, There's no makeup date in the future. For so, either. I, I don't know if we announced it last week, but they announced that British Bulldog will be getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. His daughter, I believe, on social media earlier, sometime during the week, said that he's going to be inducted SummerSlam weekend. Okay. So it looks like they're pushing the Hall of Fame to SummerSlam weekend, which is actually fitting for the Bulldog. Yeah. Maybe not everybody else, but it's definitely fitting for the Bulldog. So I think, I mean, that's coming off the words of his daughter, so, you know, who knows how true that is, but that's what we have right now. I mean, every week right now is a blur for me. Was it last week or this week that they uh, announced that Liger's going into the Hall of Fame? I don't remember. You know what's funny? I feel like you and I caught a wind of all the inductees like a while ago. And now that they're pouring out, I'm like, didn't we know this already? Like, didn't we know? Like, I saw Liger somewhere on Facebook this week and I was like, didn't we do this already? Yeah, Liger, um, the Liger post was on one of the Facebook pages that yeah. I'm on, and the guy was just like, wow, they're really letting anybody into the Hall of Fame now. No! And then, every, and then everybody tore him apart like, bro, you don't know who Jushin Thunder Liger is? Like, you're not a real wrestling fan. 
he's probably the best junior heavyweight of all time. And he immediately took his um post down. He took his post down. Bro, I was, ah, you little coward. Oh my god. Oh my god. <sighs> I can't. It hurts. It hurts. So that is how do you question story. how do you question Jews and Thunder like and even if you don't watch New Japan he wrestled in in WCW he, on, bro he wrestled all over the world I'm saying if you're if you're not used to watching him all over the world watching him sure yeah uh, no, yeah yeah different he, promotions he was in WCW come on like this guy probably only knows him. From, like, the one match he had with Tyler Breeze on NXT. Yeah. Um, so, that is the WWE news. I'm sure that more will follow in the in the weeks leading up to WrestleMania. But it's, it's pretty pretty bleak out there right now. I mean, it's, it's crazy that all of these promotions are there... You know, we are currently living, and we're going to be, one day it's going to be like a post-COVID-19 world, but right now we're in it, and everyone's just, in all these promotions are just trying to figure it out. Like, what's, so going back to the WrestleCon thing, was, um, they, the owner was actually about to have to sell his house because of all the money he was going to lose from his cancellation because the venue that he had booked for it was not going to give him back his deposit. Yeah. Despite this completely falling under the force du jour uh, clause where, like, if... And, and pretty much any um, legal contract that binds a some sort of um, deposit to procure uh, uh, services or a uh, facility in the future, there's a clause that states that if the event in question cannot take place because of a force of nature, then the contract is null and void and any money spent should go back to the, you know, the person who deposited. And they were trying to, to not honor that side. So Jericho, Kevin Owens, um, I'm trying to remember who else, was a bunch of wrestlers who pretty much went after this venue and was like, yo, you need to give this guy his money back. This isn't right. And then they finally, I, th- I want to say it was the Marriott in Tampa, something like that. And um, luckily they finally, you know, they, they sent a message and they were like, you know, we've decided that, you know, you're right, we're sorry, and we gave him his money back, blah, 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 blah. And so, like, it's crazy. This guy, the owner of WrestleCon, almost had to sell his home. Because of this whole thing. And he got lucky that, you know, wrestlers got behind him <clears throat> and he was able to get his money back. See, not only on Grapples to Apples do we give you the news and all the happenings in the WWE or the New Japans or the ROHs or the AEWs, we give you contract and legal advice. <laughs> Jack of all trades, guys. <laughs> Jack of all trades. Just saying. Oh man, it's yeah, it's it's been it's been wild the last week, um, with everything going on. You know. 
Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> let's get back to the wrestling real quick. Sure. Uh, a lot of people's uh, biggest concern was how are they going to fill a three-hour Raw? And... Huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, they found a way to fill a three-hour Raw. Whether or not it was a yeah. good way is debatable, but they did yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the argument is not... Can they fill a three-hour RAW? The argument is now: How can they fill? Fill? How will they fill a three-hour RAW? Will it be just all promos? Will it be all wrestling? Will it be this? Will it be that? I mean, right now they're doing a. Uh, they have a, a trend, a pattern of airing old matches from past pay-per-views to fill time. <laughs> it happened last week on on SmackDown. Yeah. It happened this week on Raw. Yep. They 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 reshow uh re re uh, re aired the men's Royal Rumble. If the question is how are they going to fill the three hours, my response to what they actually did was not like this, not like this. <laughs> oh man! Like you said, uh, so, so last week on Friday SmackDown was they showed the whole chamber match. So that was a whole half an hour right there. This week on Raw. They had the whole Rumble match. The men's Rumble. Yes. It's two hours of a three-hour show was dedicated yeah, to I mean, replaying a match from two months ago. Yes. Oh, I mean, okay, so let's, let's, let's start from the beginning. Let's not just jump around real quick, right? Jump around. So you had... Jump around. Jump up, jump up, and get down. Jump, jump, jump. Sorry. So you had Edge... Uh, open up Raw with a very good promo. Edge, I agree. In my opinion, is is by far one of the better talkers in WWE history. Uh, cuts a really good promo on Randy Orton and challenges him to a match at WrestleMania. I We're think still this, waiting for Randy Orton. And I, I think this promo accept. was was also helped by being in an empty arena. How do you figure? Just the the way the promo was delivered, the structure of the promo, I think, worked better being by himself. Yeah, there was no noise. There was no noise. There's no chanting to interrupt him. There was nothing to kind of dilute what he... He was able to focus on the promo, what he had to do, what he had to say. He was in. He was out. I think it was like... It, it almost felt like you were watching a promo class promo, but in the best way possible. And then <clears throat> you go to the next segment, which is Undertaker and AJ's contract signing. And this would have definitely benefited from fans. Agreed. The fact that there was no one there and Undertaker there in his uh, sh shirtless, uh, leather pants type thing. AJ comes on the big screen and they're, he's, they're, they're drawing at each other. AJ's drawing at Undertaker, and he's, uh, AJ sends Carl Anderson down to have Undertaker sign the contract, and Taker dispatches both Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson and signs the contract and puts the contract crumpled up into uh, Carl Anderson's mouth. And if 
Undertaker hasn't been reading all the uh, warnings posted. <laughs> social distancing, you know, <laughs> your hands in your mouth, your eyes. He did not. Uh, well, he's also a dead man, so I don't think the rules of uh, like, like living apply to a, a, a deceased person. But he's uh, at least he needs to watch out for Carl Anderson's well-being. He has a sexy, hot Asian wife. You know, we don't want to separate the two from each other. Oh, God. So, I mean, the, the, the segment was, for me, I was like, man, this is boring. I mean, the, the crowd, if there was a crowd there, they, they could have been into it. Seeing The Undertakers is something that is, is, it's a mystique. You know, you don't really get to see him anymore. So it's a treat. This really felt more like a chore than a treat. The the next match, excuse me, the only match was a non-title match. Rey Mysterio defeating Andrade. Again, these two men can put on a good match, but I'm tired of seeing it. Mm-hmm. it this, is, this is more akin to Cesaro and Sheamus versus the Usos. We know they could put on a good match. Mm-hmm. Tired of seeing it. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you know, you have your Becky promo with Shayna Baszler. Becky, Becky's a very good talker. She's okay wrestler, very good talker. Kevin Owens follows Becky's promo up beautifully as well. Cuts a promo, challenges Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Does what he does best. He's a great talker. And then they close out the show because it's March 16th, also known as 316 Day. Stone Cold what? comes out. Stone Cold comes out. What? Stone Cold comes out and cuts uh, a promo with uh, Byron Saxton and these cue cards with numbers on it. And I'm just like, wow, this is dumb. This is I, Stone Cold. Probably like, just give me a check and let me go get beer. I'm out. Can I get a hell yeah? No. What? No. And that's the bottom line. No. No. What? No. <sighs> so, Mister Thrill. <laughs> yeah. let, let's go to our favorite time of the week. Okay. That the, the Wednesday Night Wars. Yeah, there. Not much of a. Not much of a war going on right now. More of a war of uh, human mankind. No, mankind is retired. Yeah, I knew you were gonna go there. Just, uh, just, just uh, kick us off with some uh, working at worst. Uh, uh, uh. So, <laughs> AEW Dynamite from live from Daly's place in Jacksonville, Florida, starts off with you know just Cody in the ring, cutting a promo. Um, and he pretty much at first talks about the state of, you know, where things are going right now, where the world's at. And then he has Matt Jackson come out, you know, telling Matt, you know, I need you to use your older brother wisdom to get us through this. Alluding to the blood and guts match that they have against Inner Circle. And then uh, Kenny, he talks about Kenny. He's like, you know, you know, the next guy. We don't always see eye to eye. Sometimes we both want to be 1A, 1B. 
but I respect him and I need him. So Kenny comes out. He's like, I don't. He's like, I need, you know, the best bout machine. I need that Kenny Omega. And then um, they're talking, and you know they're cutting a promo, and Matt's like, you know, there's still only three of us here. Where's Hangman? So Hangman Adam Page comes out, and they're saying, you know, we we need to know that you're gonna have our back. And he kind of just raises his glass and like shrugs yes, and then walks away. You know, Cody's like. Whatever happens is may or may not be the, the last dynamite, but I want to leave the same way we came in as the elite. Kenny goes to the camera. He's like, you know, you're not here, but we feel your spirit. We want to make sure we put on a good show. Hit the lights, hit the pyro, hit the music. Boom. Start a dynamite. And I was like, man, this is how you start an empty arena show. Yeah, I mean, we were speaking about this earlier, how AEW basically... They kind of got the the blueprint to how not to run a show. Right. They saw the two hour SmackDown the week before. They saw the three hour Raw the the, the two days before Dynamite. Okay, let's go out there. Let's let's not call it by what it is, but let's you know allude to what's going on in the world. Immediately after that, let's just go into our storyline, and for that. It was just story progression. Mm-hmm. Minute after minute after mm-hmm. minute after minute until Dynamite went off the air. What's and what they do so well, what AEW does so well is A, their priority is the wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, is progressing the storylines through the wrestling. And so, like you said, from the minute they went on the air at eight till they went off at ten. Everything that took place in those two hours was progressing storylines one way or the other. And it's so funny because after full gear, they, you know, they hit that rough patch of a few weeks where everyone was kind of like, eh, these matches, these shows are okay. And we were worried that was going to happen again after Revolution, and it hasn't. Even in this empty arena match that's taking place in the midst of this horrible pandemic, they put on a great show that would have been great with or without a crowd. This was just. I mean, they did. They did have a. They had sort of a crowd. Right, and 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 I was going to get to, and that that's part of the success of this episode, is that it wasn't just okay. Put two guys in a ring and two guys on commentary and, and just whatever. Let's get through this, and that's totally the 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 mood that I got from WWE on SmackDown and Raw. It felt like an obligation, like you said, it felt like a chore, not a treat. It yeah. was like, okay, we have to do this thing. Put two people in the ring. To people on the booth, let's call it a day. Where AEW yeah. felt like these are guys and gals who wanted to be here. Who wanted to yeah. put on this show. So they have the the heels on one side of the ring sitting in, in some seats. And they have faces in the other side of the ring sitting in seats. And not, you and I were talking about this on the phone earlier today. And... The way they did this was so perfect because it wasn't just a matter of any heels, any faces. Yeah. They had a specific group of heels, and those heels stayed there the entire time. But they each played up to their purpose and their direction. MJF is now the cockiest, most arrogant wrestler on the company. 
He's undefeated. He just beat Cody. He's got the ring. He's got Wardlow. So what is he doing? He's placing bets on matches. He's the one, like, he's like the main villain in the entire show. Wardlow, who's his junkie, I mean, sorry, his, um, (laughs) his lackey, lackey, sorry, his lackey, is sitting behind him, taking notes. Now, who else is in the heel area? Sean Spears. Sean Spears is in the middle of doing a program where he's trying to find a tag partner, because he wants to join the tag division. So... While he doesn't have a tag partner right now, by keeping him interacting with MJF, you keep him in the consciousness of fans. Fans don't forget Sean Spears. And he's betting with MJF. He's eating chicken. He's eating this. He's eating, like, he's drinking. It's making sure that Sean Spears stays in the consciousness of the fans. And Tully Blanchard is behind him just hanging out just because he's Tully. So, like, who cares? And, like... Just the way that they're doing things is brilliant. Because on the on the face side, it's not the same face as every match. It's faces that have to do with storyline progression of the match in the ring. Yeah. So it's just... It's wild to me that WWE haven't figured this out yet. And AEW just did it flawlessly. Okay, again, what we spoke about earlier is that AEW has the opportunity to to tweak the empty sh- the empty arena thing because they've seen how Raw does it. They've seen how SmackDown does it. Yeah, but SmackDown uh, had the chance this week to hold, see what AEW hold did. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't jump me now. My bad, my bad, my bad. AEW has the opportunity to to set the bar. You know, like okay. This is how we should do things. This is more entertaining, and it was. It was the 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 heels and the faces were interacting with the wrestlers in the ring, and the wrestlers at ringside, and it, it felt like although there was no one there, like fan wise, I was still invested. Even Tony Schiavone got in, got into the betting and stuff. It was hilarious. Yeah, he was just like, "Are you guys taking bets?" And um, MJF starts yelling, like, how dare you? That, that, that would ruin the integrity of our sport, blah, blah, blah. And then he pulls the mic away, but still close enough to hit. It's like, you want in on these bets? <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, who do you got? So It's great. It's like, it, it, it's fun. It's fun. It's light. It's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a very welcomed distraction from everything that's going on in the world right now. Um, but with SmackDown this week, they saw what AEW did and did nothing else. Like, they didn't have their their heels or their faces in the crowd. It was still an empty arena. Michael Cole was on on the commentary booth by himself for the most part, at least from, from, from when I got to watch it, because my TV was acting up. <clears throat> um, but, I mean, yeah, you, you had... Cody kick off the show with him and the elite. You have the, the the heels and the faces at ringside before even the first match starts. And then you have the Lucha Brothers and the best friends going at it to open. And not a bad match. We're, we're, we're going to get what I always look forward to in every Dynamite or any AEW show that has uh, Chuck Taylor and Trent is the best friend hug. Oh, oh. <laughs> you gotta and give them what they want. Course, 
they 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 read directions and they're they're adhering to social distancing. So they're they're walking in for the hug and um, Chuck Taylor stops them and they put the elbow out, hits him with the elbow, no problem. I'm okay with that. Uh, Lucha Brothers win by kicking Trent in the ding dong. <laughs> I don't know what their 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 move is, but it's the package pile driver stomp combination. Yeah. I don't know if that actually has a name. Yeah. Uh, they they leave the ring. Trent and and Chuck Taylor get interviewed by Shivani up on the, the stage. Uh, excuse me, the stage area, and the best friends challenge the Lucha Brothers to a street fight, and then Trent says, "No, not a street fight." Let's do this in the parking lot. So next episode of Dynamite, Dynamite episode that we we're supposed to be at. at, we're going to get the Lucha Brothers versus the Best Friends in a parking lot match. And if I'm not mistaken, the last parking lot match that I've seen was Eddie Guerrero and John Cena. Yep, I was about to say Cena and, and Eddie. Yo, know? yep. And Cena was wearing a Brian Urlacher jersey. Yes, 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 he was. Oh yeah. man. Uh, <clears throat> two has-beens, Urlacher and Cena. Yeah. Uh, the next match uh, was the Fatal Four Way Women's Match, which, in my opinion, was one of at least the top three, if not top five, best women's matches they put on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penelope. And and the one person that I was impressed most taken back by and and shocked and and proud of was Penelope Ford. Agreed, one hundred percent agree. Um, she has gotten way better, so much better, yep. so much better. She's not for me now. She's not just uh, Joey Janela's ex girlfriend or or Kip Sabian's girlfriend. You know, she's Penelope Ford. Yeah, she's not just a valet. Like right. she. She's she's not going to be a future champion, or maybe she is, but just not right now. I mean, it's possible. I mean, think about it. Re- remember possible. when Trish had his debut with TNA? Would anyone would have thought she was a future champion? Oh, absolutely not. She was all TNA. Stop! Stop! So, um, yeah, it was a it was a really good match. Uh, Penelope Ford has gotten so much better in the ring, which is fantastic because it helps when, when their female wrestlers are good, mm-hmm. their, their, their division gets taken more seriously. Uh, the right person won, in my opinion, uh, Hikaru Shida mm-hmm. is going to, is, is on pace to go against, uh, Nyla Rose. And I think it would be well-deserved. Um, it's funny because when biggest... I saw the lineup for this match, I was most concerned about Penelope Ford. I was like, yeah. oh, man. I was like, Sheeta, Riho, Statlander, and Penelope Ford. I was like, um, man. But she, she, like you said, she showed out. She showed out. She showed out. She showed out. And um, we had a Riho sighting. Her first match back since losing the uh, championship. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, third segment, you know, their third, their third segment, you know, second match of the night. Uh, they've already beaten Raw in terms of matches. Um, <laughs> they've beaten both Raw and SmackDown and NXT in terms of match quality. Well, you know, NXT has to have matches for it to have match quality. 
very true. Uh, the next match was kind of, for me was was my low. Okay. It was, it was a good match. Don't get me wrong, but I was just like, okay, like, mm. I mean, I'm happy. I, I'm happy with the result, but I'm not happy with the result. Next, we had the tag team match of uh, Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus taking on the Butcher and the Blade. Now, I'm happy because I said that if we want to start taking Lucha Express more seriously, they need to start winning matches. Yep. But it came at the expense of the Butcher and the Blade, mm-hmm. who are two terrifying looking guys mm-hmm. but their their record is like one in five since coming into AEW. But you know what though? Despite the fact that they're one in five, they still feel legit to me. I don't know. I mean they they're they're feeling less and less legit to me. Okay. Alright. I, I just feel like they can still win any match at any time. You know? Yes and no. Yeah, yes and no. I mean, they came in. Um, they 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 had the whole the, the little thing with Cody real quick, and then that ended. And then I feel like they've just been bouncing, trying to bounce around in different tag team matches, yeah. trying to start a rivalry. And I guess, I guess you can start one with Jurassic Express, but. What are you going to do? I mean, you had um, the Bunny and the Orange Cassidy thing, so Mm -hmm. would you be better off starting a a feud there? But you can't start a feud there now because the best friends are in a feud with um, uh, the Lucha Brothers. Well, the best friends and Orange Cassidy are in a feud with the whole Death Triangle. Yes. So, I mean, right now, they're not floundering, but there is nothing for the Butcher and the Blades to do to make them feel more legit. Yeah, yeah, fair. Uh, they they need to like demolish a tag team. So unfortunately, I agree. The only the only tag team that I can think of that's a a a baby face tag team would be Private Party. Yeah, but Private Party's already been set up so high that you. That's why I'm saying you can't do that. You can't do because it would not. It would. It would. It would defeat them beating the Bucks and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 you'll do all you've um, done and, and you'll undo yeah. all you've done and, and it's, for them it's not worth it. Yeah, like but, that um, would have to be like a debuting tag team to, to roll in and like, you know, squash the private party. Yeah, or you can, I mean, you can have, I mean, I'm not a fan of it, but you can have the Butcher and the Blade against like, talent enhancement like local, local yeah, talent enhancement yeah just to get them just to get them back them on on the right side of, of you know victories and losses yeah okay um but more importantly following this match mm. you have uh evil uno and Stu Grayson come out and they're cutting their promo about the exalted one is near the exalted one is near and and um join the dark order and the whole their whole big and uh, Christopher Daniels grabs the mic and he's like, shut up already. Uh, there is no Exalted One. Uh, you two are... are, um, are Liars. Are, are blowing, blowing smoke um, just to, to to have people join you. And you guys are both failures and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. And there was a, a very, very quick moment where they 
cut from Christopher Daniels to the like the ramp, and you see the exalted one come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all that too. Went, they, yeah, then they went straight to the the actual screen, and uh, the exalted one starts cutting his promo about how uh, when the the Dark Order knocks. Uh, you you better answer the door, and if you don't, we're going to kick the door in, and blah blah blah. What I and, liked was uh, that they had like the voice changer on to start the promo. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and I was going to say that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was I was, was going to get because that was my favorite part. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't want you to skip over it. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, no, it was where the the, the voice has been distorted in all the promos, and then. As the promo's going along, the voice distortion kind of fades out, and then you get the Exalted One's actual voice. Now, WWE fans have never really heard this man speak, <laughs> so they wouldn't know who he is. If you watch the indies and you've seen him cut a promo, you probably can pick up on his voice. The Exalted One is uh, Brody Lee. Yes, sir. For those of you who are listening who don't know who Brody Lee is, it is formerly known as the Wyatt family member, Luke Harper, former IC champion, former tag team champion. The promo that Brody Lee cut on not only just Christopher Daniels, but it was a, it was a slight... Mm, uh, little jabs? Vince McMahon. The little jabs at Vince? It was, it was a little slight to Vince McMahon. He said, you're not the first... Uh, delusional old man. Out of who, touch. You're not the. Uh, you're not the first out of touch old man. Out of touch old man who didn't believe in me. So I was like, okay, and and you're gonna get your WWE fans. They're gonna say, why does he need to mention WWE stuff? Because the guy was good in the ring. You just didn't have any faith in him. No, Vince was too upset that he didn't. He couldn't do a good Southern accent. Insane. Mm. Insane. He's from Rochester, New York. He has no Southern in him. So, uh, Brody Lee comes out. Um, well, he doesn't come out. But he He's revealed, and then they stop the Titantron promo package. Brody Lee's in the ring with both Evil Uno, Stu Grayson. They attack Frankie Kazarian and... Christopher Daniels, and he hits him with the discus uh, clothesline, and he hits him. Like, he yeah. wallops. Yeah. And I, I love... He puts a meat on those uh, potatoes. I love Taz and Excalibur and JR saying, oh, um, uh, the the trainer's out there giving him, you know, the um, the ammonia salt so he can wake up because he got, he got the hell just like, Taken out of him. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, this is this, this is perfect. You know, I was like, this is this is the perfect way to bring in uh, Brody Lee. Um, what I do like is that the what we spoke about maybe a week or two ago was AEW does a very good job at um, swerving your expectations, mm-hmm. where everyone and their mother thought that the exalted one was going to be Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. I mean, now you had 
your 50-50 shot of being Bro- Brody Lee or Matt Hardy. But everyone's like, Matt Hardy's alluding to it on his Instagram. You know, like, they're doing this, they're doing that. It's got to be Matt Hardy. It's got to be Matt Hardy. And I was one of them. I said, you know what? It's got to be Matt Hardy. It makes sense. Matt Hardy is 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 woken or broken or uh, outspoken now. I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's stupid. So when Brody Lee is revealed as the exalted one, I was like, you know what? I like that. I like that a lot. Don't really like his gimmick. Like I don't like his his ring gear. Oh yeah, his ring gear is trash. What a pug. Trash. Capital Reedy Pug. Facto Mundo. Uh, but I, I'm happy the way AEW was formulating their show that night. Continuing with a ringside interview with Jake Roberts. Tony Schiavone's interviewing Jake Roberts. Well, he was about to interview the murder hawk, mm-hmm. Lance Archer. And... Um, Jake grabs the mic. He's like, no, 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 no. You don't speak. I'll speak for you. And I love it because uh, Jake doing Jake things. One of the best Co- promos of Go- all time. Going going back to the um, the Caesar thing. And we laid at your feet, Caesar, but no more. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, my God, man. You're old and you're beaten down, but you still got it. You're still top three talkers ever. Yep. And Roddy Piper are one one A for me, man. Yep. It's they're so freaking good. And he's like, uh, he's like, uh we didn't want a problem, but now you have yourself a problem. Mm-hmm. So I we're getting Lance Archer and Cody in the near future once this whole uh, inner circle uh, uh, elite thing dies down after blood and guts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, the the pacing of Dynamite this week was a thing of beauty. An absolute thing of beauty. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And then, you know, we have a promo. Not a promo. We have, like, a video package of Lance Archer and, like, some weird backyard, middle-of-the-sticks... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That okay. So I, I got two vibes from that. Okay. And you're gonna like you're gonna like the first one, but I'm not gonna name the first one. So I mean, you can like the second one. I'm not gonna tell you the first one. Okay. The first one, the first one was too too gimmicky for me. Like, okay. Like, all right. So there was like 50, 50 freaking guys there. Uh huh. I, I I don't need fifty guys. You know, give give me five or six max, let him beat up on them. You know, he smashed the guy's head against the car uh, at the end of the promo. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was like, it's too hokey for me. Okay. And then, like, I'm sitting here like, you know what this reminds me of? The the duality music video from Slipknot. Yeah. Where all their fans are like, like, us. Uh, Storming the house. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I was like, it, it, it was like, it felt grungy. It felt like, it felt, I don't know. It felt like it built his character. Yeah. But I felt like him beating up on the guys went a little too long. Mm-hmm. 
but for the most part, I mean, like we'll tell you about, you know, we'll let us let you know about, you know, we'll let you know about Lance Archer and the whole video package. And I was like, okay. I mean, I thought they were going to, you know, show some highlights from uh, Wrestle Kingdom where, was it Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom where uh, Lance Archer faced uh, John Moxley. Well, they, the they, they don't have, they can, they can show that footage. I mean, I'm sure they can make a phone call. It, I don't know, man. I'm, 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 I don't know that New I'm Japan's sure going to want to be like, yeah, sure, use our footage to promote our former champ, U.S. champion now on your show. Sure, no problem. Have Kenny call. Stop. Kenny! <laughs> we miss you. So, real quick breaking news. AEW has announced that Blood and Guts will not take place this week, or next week, rather. That they will be moving it to a later time and date when they feel more comfortable putting on such a match. Instead, we will have a Jericho uh, face-to-face with somebody else who we will be discussing as we continue with our recap and review of Dynamite. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm happy about that because Blood and Guts feels more of a uh, pay-per-view-esque yeah. uh, show. And to to give that away to no fans there, to no fanfare, to no right. reaction, right? It, it, you're 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 cheating not only your fans but yourselves out of good reaction. Agreed. So, um, although I'm not, I'm not afraid of what they can do next week because this week's episode, we're going to get to the last match and the the big reveal at the end. This was a very solid dynamite. This is a very solid wrestling show. Definitely, I, I let let's finish because I, I definitely want to give some thoughts that are gonna are are predicated on on you know what happened this week. Okay, so oh, real quick, real quick, I want to mention the guy in the Juggalo face paint during the. <laughs> Why? Because I was expecting him to be like whoop whoop. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, I did want you to mention that because I was like, I was like, man, I ain't never seen no black guys at Juggalo before. And then I started watching like a bunch of Juggalo videos, and it's like Juggalos come in all shapes and sizes. So to close out um, Dynamite this week, we had a six-man tag of the Inner Circles. Santana and Ortiz and Jake Hagar taking on Cody, Matt Jackson, and I don't know if you caught this or not. When uh, Hangman was uh, his his graphic when he came to on onto the screen was Adam hand wash page. <laughs> I lost. I love, bro, the the titles they put in the lower thirds for for wrestlers is hilarious. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's it's such a a nod to, like, remember when it was, like, the old Attitude Era, and they used to have, like, their their email handle or their their AOL thing or whatever? Well, now they have their their Twitter. Their Twitter handles are now... Yeah, their their Twitter handles now, yeah. So... Did you see Brandy? So did you see Brandy's? Yeah. So Brandy Brandy Rose was doing the the ring announcing for the show, and for those of you who don't know, 
when Brandy Brandy started as a wrestler with WWE and NXT, and they quickly made her a ring announcer under the name Eden, and she hated it. So her lower third for the show was swore she would never do ring announcing ever again. Brandy Rhodes, as she's doing ring announcing. <laughs> Uh, I was like, I love that, AEW. That was, um, that was pretty funny. So you had, um, before the Elite came out, you had the Inner Circle come out. So the Inner Circle comes out, and they they have their, their cue cards in the ring. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't I don't know how, you were a WWE guy, you weren't a WCW guy, right? Uh, correct. Sans, you oh, know, yeah. DDP, and, and, you know, a few other guys. Do you remember the flock? I remember... Yeah, Raven's flock. I don't remember them at the time, but I know of them. Yeah. Do you... Alright, so do you remember the guy Lodi? No, I don't. So Lodi used to do that. He used to have his... The place cards while they walked down the ring. Okay. And and Sammy Guevara is reminding me of Lodi. Mm. Except he's... Guevara is so much better in the ring than Lodi was. Um, So... What I did was I had to message you during this segment. Chris Jericho comes out uh, to Judas, of course, uh, and Sammy, Sammy Guevara grabs the mic and he starts singing Judas, and he knows some of the lyrics. He knows, yeah. And then, when, <laughs> and then he just loses all the lyrics and he just starts mumbling. He's he way off time, way off time. He's he's. He's Agron on like like covering a song where he's going way too fast. Oh he's my! Like, I'm a con, I'm a con, I'm a con, man. And he's like, why are you on fast forward, Sammy? Oh Bring it back God. a little bit, slow it down, baby, slow it down. Oh, it was so funny. And he just they cut the music off, and he's just still singing Judas, and Tash is just like, please, somebody cut his mic off. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jericho on on commentary. It's just, he's so freaking good. He's so good. You dumb idiots. You stupid idiots. He's just really, really good. He's really good. He's really, really good. And... They call him the goat for a reason. Yeah. So... Uh... It was a pretty long match. Yeah. I think this match went on for at least 30 to 40 minutes. Um, well, the and, um, the introduction started at 9.25. So we'll call it 30, 30, 30 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. No, let's call, let's call it 25 minutes because it was about a 10-minute ending. Yeah. About five, 10-minute ending. Um, the inner circle rolls up. Matt Jackson to have the man advantage at Blood and Guts in the... Are they just calling it the Blood and Guts match? Yeah, it was just the Blood and Guts match, but I, I don't want you to, to, to pass over how the roll-up came. So Okay. Well, what I wanted to do really was start with how they cut the ring off. Like, he, they, the, the inner circle cut Cody off right. for what felt like the entire match. Half of the match. Yeah. 
And then when he made the hot tag to Hangman, Hangman does his Hangman stuff. Right. And then, uh, what do they call They don't call it the Melcher Driver anymore, right? So, there's two variations. There's okay. the Melcher Driver, which is the Young Bucks finisher, which is when Matt has him in the, the tombstone position, and Nick does the 450 pushdown. Then there's the Indy Taker, which is just an assisted tombstone springboard into the tombstone. Okay. So 450 so feel- is a multi driver. No 450 is the Indy Taker. What I think they could have, they were, in, in my opinion, were trying to do was do a a variation of the Indy Taker where they were going to have Hangman do the springboard, right? Buckshot lariat. And they would do a, He would do a buckshot lariat into the the uh, tombstone. Oh, that would have been interesting. Yeah, but I don't know how you you uh, do that. You know, it, it it doesn't come off clean. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to drive him down. You hitting the buckshot, Larry, would drive him back. Right. That's I the- thought he was just setting up for him to do the Melter driver the same way Nick and Matt do. You mean the Indy Taker? Because uh, Hangman's not doing no 450. No, 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 for sure. I 100%. I agree with that. So, in actuality, would have been the indie Taker. But whatever, either one. I think the idea was Matt was like, look, this is how Nick and I finish matches. I'm trusting you. Let's do this together. Let's finish this match together. Yeah. So, whether it was the Melter Driver or Indy Taker, I think that was the, the storyline thread there. That Matt's willing to put everything aside and work with Hangman for the sake of, of getting things done. And there's a delay from Hangman. At first, he's like, Ugh. And he's like, screw it, fine. And so he goes for the springboard, but then he gets his feet pulled out from under him. Yeah. And that's what causes the roll-up. Santana, Santana rolls him up. One, two, three. And Jericho says, I told you we were going to win. I told him he just starts celebrating on the uh, the ramp with them. Right. And uh, he starts going down the list as to why the inner circle is going to beat the elite at Blood and Guts. One, because he's beaten all of the elite members except, I believe it was Nick Jackson. Mm-hmm. He said he's beaten four out of the five members. He said he's, he, so he said he's 4-0 already. He says... Um, we're the inner circle, so that's enough. After that, like uh, we're we're a better tag team. We're, we don't we don't we've never hit each other with our moves yes. accidentally. We've never we've never argued. We've never said a bad word about each other. He's just talking up the inner circle. Mm-hmm. And new messages then, received um, from Sergey. Matt Jackson start talking, and then you hear like like a little. Helicopter or a little hover, or what are they, what are they called? The it's a Vanguard, it's a drone, it's a drone, a drone, a drone. Thank you. I kept calling it a helicopter. The, the you hear drone propellers going off. And if anybody knows anything about anything, we know who that drone belongs to. We know that that drone's name. Is Vanguard One, Vanguard, bro? I I'm not gonna lie to you because I'm a toddler. I popped. I was like Vanguard One. Every I, I don't care who you are. If you loved the 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 broken or the woken gimmick, 
and you've seen Vanguard One and and uh, the Lake of Reincarnation and um, uh, Senor Benjamin, you know you're getting Matt Hardy after that. With the you're going to pop when you see anything like that. So the Matt starts talking about we're not alone. I called in a favor, blah blah blah, and then like you hear piano playing. Yes, and and then the camera pans to Matt Hardy in an uh, elevated position with his hands, with his arms wide open. Stop. <laughs> I couldn't resist that. I couldn't resist that one. Oh, God. He he starts with his delete thing, and his delete thing would have definitely worked better... With the crowd. ...if a crowd was there. Sure, sure. Or if the the faces were still there, they could have started chanting, Delete! 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 Right, that would have been good, too. Um, Yeah, I like that. That's true. uh, um, And then Matt counts the inner circle members and then does the delete thing again and they they switch to Chris Jericho's face and Jericho selling this like he's seen a ghost. Yeah. And they've looted like Jericho's seen a ghost and I'm like, he looks not genuinely scared, but like nervous. Yeah. And and he sold that with his facial expressions and I was like, you know what, Jericho? I think I love you. <laughs> He's the goat, son. He's the goat. So although we didn't have any, well, not we. We don't work for AEW. Although they didn't have any crowd in the building, they had a no pun. You know, pun very much intended. A dynamite show. <laughs> you Cute. had two two reveals. Yep. And and I I think that Dynamite is going to be the best show, best wrestling show going forward uh, during this whole uh, pandemic that we're going through. So, and this is what I wanted to get to, is I'm very curious as to what we're going to get moving forward. So, this week, they shot it live from the Daily Place, Daily's Place, whatever, in Jacksonville. This was, so the city of Jacksonville had previously stated that all civic public places were going to be shut down. Yes. They were only allowed to do this because they had already made the announcements and the provisions to do this like the day before the city of Jacksonville announced this. So next week they cannot go back to the Daly's place. So... Where are they going to be next week? You know? Hear me out. Party compound. The whole show? Why not? (sighs) Why not the Hardy compound? So if they're going to do from the Hardy compound, it has to be pre-taped. Yes and no. Yes and no. How you figure, sports fan? You don't need to be pre-taped 100%. He doesn't, like... Some stuff needs... How? How are you going to do it live from the dude's freaking backyard at night? 
why not? You can do it. Where are they going to get the necessary equipment to, to live feed from his backyard? They're smart. They can figure it out. I don't know, man. I don't... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, like I said, we. I'm curious to see what they do. Because ne- they don't have a performance center like WWE does. You yeah. know, they don't have a place to fall back on. They don't have a base of operations. They don't have a power plant like WCW used to have. You know, where are they going to put on the show? I have no idea. I have no clue. But you can bet that they're going to do the best they can to put on the best show that they can offer. So we'll see. I mean, even if they do something pre-recorded, you know, keep on, keep it off the dirt sheets. Try sure. to keep it as low key as possible. You sure. Know, don't don't have anything come out. Uh, or try not to have anything leak. So that way, you know, you're, you're not um, shooting yourself in the foot, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're getting somewhat of a, a cohesive product. Yeah. Even if you are shooting, <clears throat> excuse me. Even if you are shooting from a Hardy compound. Yeah. You could have MJF. Like, why are we in this dump of a of a Hicks town or whatever? And like, he can sell like. Well, that. if they really, <laughs> if they really wanted to play it up, if they really want to let Matt loose, they can play it so they they can pre-tape it and have it like they'll do a live segment to start the show, where Matt Hardy's gonna come. So. Uh, the announcement from the, the the blood and guts breaking news was that they were going to have a face-to-face between Jericho and Matt Hardy. So what they can do, if they want to, hear me out, is in the midst of that promo or, com- or kind of confrontation or whatever, Matt can be like, I'm going to take you to another realm or I'm going to take you to my universe or something like that. And then supposedly transport everybody to whatever broken universe, and then no, you go, you I cut to the that. pre-taped. No. Why not? That's the that's too impact wrestling. I mean, but that's what got the broken Matt Hardy over. The thing is, they don't they don't deal in that hokey that, that hokiness. I don't know. It's not entirely above Matt and Nick. I don't know, man. Like I said, this is. <sighs> We're we're in uncharted territory. Yeah. So I I want to see what they do. Not only that, but I mean, to travel from from Jacksonville to to you know Raleigh, North Carolina, or wherever mm-hmm. that's at right now, may not be easy as well. That's so true. I, we we don't we don't know. Like, yeah. Traveling is going to be hard. For sure. For sure. Very very interesting to see where they go. Where the show goes, literally and figuratively, next week. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, to go to their uh, competitors, uh, NXT, instead of uh, progressing any storyline, because their, their takeover is basically null and void until possibly SummerSlam, they did a recap and reflection show on... Finn Balor's journey through WWE and NXT and um, Rhea Ripley's uh, journey and uh, Tommaso Ciampa's and, and Johnny Gargano's. And I was just like, why? Why, why do that? Why not just try to show showcase more of your 
less promoted wrestlers. Yeah, know? yeah. Give them a time to shine, you know, like, or give them a time to, to uh, give them some airtime, you know, like they're not gonna know, they're not gonna get better unless they're wrestling again, not in front of a live crowd, but it's still live because people are watching at home, you know. And what's weird to me is they're already doing Raw and SmackDown from the Performance Center, and NXT's filmed in Orlando anyway. Why not just do NXT at the Performance Center? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what's the, what's the difference between Full Sail and, and, you know, the Performance Center? Yeah, no. nothing. Nothing. I don't know, bro. Uh, yeah. So, let's let's close out this week with some Smackdown, huh? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I was going to go I right mean, into the whole thing, but I forgot we have Smackdown to talk about. I mean, there was advertisements for Paige to be there, and she wasn't actually there. She was nope. on satellite. Yep. So... Just to have a... a Promo segment with Bailey and Sasha. All right, uh, we we spoke about the uh, the Otis thing earlier. We spoke about the Goldberg um, and Roman Reigns contract signing that we didn't need. They both threw the chairs out. They they jabbered at each other a little bit, and then they stared lovingly into each other's eyes <laughs> to go off the air. And then they re-showed um, the Bray Wyatt John Cena match from WrestleMania. WrestleMania thirty. I said WrestleMania. I know, but I'm specifying. All right. I didn't remember which one it was. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay, so this is this is this is their plan of action now. They're going to have a couple of matches or a match. They're going to do some promo stuff, and then they're going to reshow some stuff from yeah. old pay-per-views. Yeah. At least it's contextual, and it's not just like, here's a random match from, like, Survivor Series. Like, it, there's, a, there's a reason for it. Like, they showed the... Royal the, Rumble match. the Royal Rumble match was the only one that was pretty random. No, it was, it was to... Um, to to reestablish the uh, Brock and uh, McIntyre feud. Oh, okay. I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah. That's what they set it up for that purpose. Okay. Eh. I mean, I would much rather them just. I mean, I guess with this whole like COVID nineteen thing, you really want to limit the the amount of touching as possible. Sure. But. I guess whatever. I mean, next week we're gonna get a Firefly Funhouse. Next week, oh, we didn't mention this. Uh, uh, I believe if they're still doing it, uh, I don't know if the plans are changing with the uh, Dynamite. Uh, we're getting Luchasaurus versus Wardbow in a Lumberjack match. I'm not sure how that's gonna work out. Huh? Not sure how that's gonna work out. Yeah, I also don't know why it's happening, but. Oh, screw it. Like, how do you have a lumberjack match with, like, ten people? <laughs> Two to a side. 
I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I'm, two we'll, side that's four eight, and then one at uh, two at uh, the corner, one at the corner. That's it. Well, we got. Let's you know. We got to see what what the show looks like. So I'm, I'm very intrigued. Like Raw and SmackDown, we know we're gonna get Dynamite. I'm I'm curious to see what's gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, I was definitely looking forward to to tuning into Blood and Guts, but. <sighs> Yeah, I was excited now, to be at Blood and Guts, but, you know, things happen. Now I'm more interested to see Dynamite anyway. Dynamite! Hell, I may even watch Impact and, and, and NWA Power next week. <laughs> you got the time now. You got the time. Shoot, you can watch Power, you can watch Impact, you can watch MLW, you, you can watch everything. Yeah, while I'm playing some MLB The Show. Whoop, whoop. I mean, whoop, whoop. obviously, I will still be at work, but you can have fun. Uh, come on, Andrew will let you bring your PlayStation to work. <laughs> Imagine. Hey, Drew, so I'm just going to hook up my PS4 here real quick. Cool? All right, cool. Oh, I, I got man. another pair of sticks. You can come over and play. Right? <laughs> Oh boy! It's weird. It's a weird. It's a weird feeling being yeah apart from you, man, on a video call. It's weird. It's weird. But yo, we gotta do. We gotta do. What we gotta do to bring y'all the show that y'all need every week. Yeah. But, I mean, I think, I think that's that's us. No. I mean, do we have good seats or bad seats for the week? Well, I mean, look, no matter what, in the world of professional wrestling, there are good seeds. And there are bad seeds. But no matter what, they all contribute to the beautiful tree, the gorgeous garden, and the luscious forest that is professional wrestling. So, good seed of the week. I'll go first, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. I will give my good seed to the entire AEW Dynamite for the week. I have nothing that I can complain about. I thought it was perfectly done, especially with the with the circumstances. I thought this was just a company going, how do we make the best out of the situation? And they made the best out of the situation. So AEW Dynamite gets my good seed. And um, my bad seed goes to... WWE for hiring Rob Gronkowski. Okay. They already have Gronk t-shirts on their website. Yeah. Oh, and a water bottle. And a water bottle. Gronk Mania. Ugh. Nauseating. Gronk Mania. Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm, I don't have a bad seed. Okay. I don't have a bad seed, and I don't want to be cheesy and say... Uh, my good seat goes out to all the wrestling promotions who are putting on a show to keep us entertained. (laughs) Not going to do that. I will not disrespect any of these men and women who are putting their lives literally on the line, their health and their well-being to entertain us. I appreciate that. Sure. But I do have my good seat, and I alluded to this earlier. I'm going to give it to... The bad girl herself, 
Penelope Ford. Very nice choice. I like it. Um, her her improvement in the ring, her her heel work is not by saying anything, but just by her doing is getting better. And if you can get better heels, you can get better female wrestlers. Your division gets better. Yep. And that's all you can hope for with AEW's women's division. So, uh. The bad girl, Penelope Ford. Hey. Oh, excuse me, super bad girl. There you go, the super bad. Super bad girl, Penelope Ford. Gets yeah. my good team of the week. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I dig it. You know what? My bad seed goes to COVID nineteen. Stop messing up our wrestling. <laughs> I mean, usually our 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 bad seed goes to a wrestling thing, not a. It's affecting our wrestling thing. Bro, I can give my good seat to Alberto Del Rio, Rob Gronkowski. Like, I, I can do this for days. Yeah, you know what? That's my bad seat. That will be my bad seat. If WWE, this is a, a hindsight, if WWE hires Alberto Del Rio, they're going to get my bad seat from here on now. From, <laughs> from here on now. Just in perpetuity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I can't, I can't slap you for using your big words because I'm not there. So. <laughs> and on that note that's gonna wrap up our show for this week as always you've been listening to us on soundcloud.com slash grapples to apples grapples are number two two apples (laughs) i gotta wait for you to say two it's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) if you don't like soundcloud you got google play music you got apple Podcasts. doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you're listening don't forget to check out our social media pages at Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples and Apples. Again, this Grapples are number two. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Apples. <coughs> As always, I've been one of your hosts. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be. That's who I be because, baby, that's who I is. Joined remotely by... Have the man of the hour, the man of the power. Too sad from my away from my thrill to be sour. <laughs> Cream of the crop, rise of the top, your boy, shades. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to take care of yourselves and those around you. Wash your hands, wear your gloves, wear your mask, stay home, sanitize, wash, do whatever you gotta do. Please, please, everyone, be safe, take care of yourself. Don't forget to check us out this week, next week, and every other week. Because nothing, not even COVID-19, is going to stop us. Thank you, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace! It's love.